A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 210 of the Love Life Connection podcast. If you've been sliding into my DMs, I thank you so much. I love connecting with you there. I always reply if you haven't, and I answer your questions. So if you have not gone into my DMs and sent me a message, then make sure you do that. I'm Veronica E. Grant. Just introduce yourself. If you have a question, obviously, I would love to hear, and I'll try to answer in the DMs, or at least it'll definitely inspire a future podcast episode if I can't answer it there. But I just love to connect with you. So again, I'm Veronica E. Grant on Instagram. Make sure that we connect. And if you've left a review for the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It really does help to grow the show. And I just love hearing what you write. So I know to do more of what you like. So if you have not left a review yet, you can do that. It literally just takes a few seconds. Just scroll down on your podcast player, tap the stars. And then if you have an extra 30 seconds, you can leave a quick review. And again, I just love hearing what you have to say so I can do more of it. And also, it just tells the podcast gods and goddesses that people like the show and that they should put the show higher up in the search results and the rankings and all that kind of stuff. So it helps me to grow it. So I so appreciate your support in that. All right, y'all, before we get to today's episode, which I'm super excited about today's guest, I wanted to share that I have some big news. I will do another more in-depth episode about my experience probably in May, but I wanted to let you know that right now I am just getting out of the first trimester. And honestly, I had no idea going into it what a hell it was going to be, at least for me. And I'm not talking about physical symptoms. You know, physically, it wasn't actually really that bad. I did have some nausea, but as long as I ate regularly, 
I was more or less fine. And I had some heartburn. Sometimes it would get pretty bad. But for the most part, if I had a glass of water with a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, it went away really quickly. And by the way, if you have heartburn, I definitely recommend that concoction. It's disgusting. However, oh my gosh, it works so, so well. Anyway, so I have friends, you know, who are pregnant and were out for weeks during their first trimester because of nausea or extreme fatigue. And that just wasn't me. So physically, it wasn't that bad. But it was awful because of just the anxiety. It was just so, so terrible of not knowing if the pregnancy was going to be viable. You know, and we had been trying to conceive so that when I got the positive pregnancy test, it wasn't, you know, like a surprise or a, oh shit kind of moment. It was, there was a lot of excitement, but what I didn't have any idea of, I was, you know, so often like, pee in the stick, see if I was going to have the double line. And what I had no idea of was that excitement of seeing the double line, at least for me, was only going to last about, I don't know, maybe the night, because then the next morning, it was just, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, is it going to last? Is it going to last? I don't know. I don't know. And you also feel so many things going on in your body. So again, while I didn't have that much nausea, which actually made me feel even more anxious, because I was like, is the pregnancy healthy? Is there enough HCG, I'm not feeling nauseous. Is that a bad thing? So it's just everything can make you go just completely crazy. And it was just hard. It sucks so much. So I'm so glad to be out of the first trimester. I'm so glad to be in what everyone says, the blissful second trimester where you're not so big that it starts hurting physically, but you're out of the first, you know, mental and sometimes physical turmoil of the first trimester. So again, I'll do an episode later on so I can talk a little bit more about that. And obviously, you know, I know this is not a podcast about moms or pregnancy or conceiving or anything like that. But it's really more about just the, you know, what I want to share the mental, physical, not so much physical, more of like the mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of it, because I think there's some great learning experiences for no matter what you're experiencing in your life. So one reason that I want to tell you is A, I want to celebrate, and B, you might have noticed over the last year or so, every time I launched my program, The Love Incubator, which is my one-on-one program with a small group element, I always said something along the lines of, this might be it. I'm not sure when I'm going to be running The Love Incubator again, so now is the time to sign up. And I wasn't lying. It was true because I wasn't quite sure when I was going to get pregnant. So I ran the Love Incubator in the spring of 2019. And originally, my husband and I were trying to get pregnant and or have a baby by the end of that year. But then when it became apparent that that wasn't happening, then I was like, all right, let's try to squeeze one more in. And so I ran it again in the fall of 2019. And then when I still wasn't pregnant, was like, okay, well, whatever, I'll just focus on -on one-on-one. And then when I finally got pregnant and actually had a sense of what the timing was, then I could say, okay, I'm going to run one more love incubator. And this for sure will be the only love incubator that I'm running this year. And it'll definitely be the last one for a while, just because who knows what life will be like after the love incubator. So normally the love incubator is my six month program. Again, it's a one-on-one program with a small group element. And instead of six months, it will only be four months because my baby is due in the fall. And I want to make sure that we wrap the love incubator up in plenty of time for baby to arrive. So I'm really actually excited about making the love incubator four months instead of six months because it actually brings down the price. So for those of you that were wanting to join last time, but were a little worried about the pricing, well, this will be the most affordable option ever because my plan is, is that when I come back after maternity leave, I will likely run another love incubator 
incubator, but it'll be back at that six month mark. So if you're not familiar with the Love Incubator, the Love Incubator is my one-on-one program with a small group element. So I really believe that in a lot of ways, it can be the best of both worlds. I love working with clients one-on-one because we can really just dive deep and I can meet you exactly where you are and we can focus on exactly what you need to focus on. However, you don't have to feel alone and you can get support from other women who are going through similar experiences. And that's the small group element. So in addition to your monthly one-on-one call with me, we have a monthly small group call together where A, you can connect with the other women, but then also B, you do get some individual coaching with me, but you also get to listen to the other women being coached and you can see how you know their stuff can apply to you. And then also you're being coached. And so then it supports them. And it's just a really wonderful experience. And then in addition to those two different kinds of coaching calls, we also have a private WhatsApp group. And there you just have round the clock support from me where I'm answering your questions. Also, the other women are supporting you and helping you through you know whatever you might be going through. And I'm often there posting cards and, you know, their descriptions, because, you know, I'm a cardaholic or a decaholic. I love pulling all sorts of cards from all my decks that I have. So it's a really beautiful experience. Right now, we are in enrollment, and we will be wrapping up enrollment in about a week or so. And there's only 10 spots available. So whatever happens first, either the deadline of when we start, which will be in late April, or when the 10 spots are filled, that is when enrollment will close. And I do imagine the spots to fill pretty quickly because 10 spots isn't really that much. And the reason why I want to keep it small is because I want to make sure that everyone has the ability to get the attention that they need from me. So to learn a little bit more about the program and the dates and the structure of the program and pricing and all that kind of stuff, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash incubator. And there you will read, you know, everything that you need to know. And if you are interested in joining, then your next step would be to sign up for an incubator exploratory call with me. Now, this call is exactly what it sounds like. It is a call to explore if the incubator is a right fit for you. So if you sign up, I'm not going to like peer pressure you to join or I'm not going to do some like sleazy sales thing. It's really just an opportunity for us to get to know each other and for me to hear a little bit about what you want my support with so I can make sure that I can support you with what you're wanting me to support you with. So you do not have to be 100% certain that you want to join the Love Incubator to sign up for an exploratory call. You will know whether you are a go or a no-go by the end of our call, just based on the conversation that we're going to have. So again, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator to learn more and sign up for that call if it's a good fit. And just remember, I will probably not be offering another love incubator at the very, very earliest. It'll be spring of 2021 and it'll be back at that six month length. So it'll be a higher price point. So just keep those things in mind as you are weighing your options. Okay, so today on the show, it is the first Thursday of the month. So normally I would have a coaching podcast and I brought a client onto the show, but instead of coaching her, I'm actually asking her to share her transformation story. Now, to be clear, this is not me asking her to like praise me for the next 30 minutes. Instead, I'm just wanting her to share what happened for her and what were some of the big shifts that allowed her to make some of the big strides in her own life. Because sometimes I know you just need to see yourself and your story in someone else to believe that it's possible for you. And in fact, I think that's the thing that holds the most people back from 
working with me, whether one-on-one or the love incubator is just this belief of, I don't know, I don't think it can work. Like I know she can help other people, but those are other people. I don't know if she can help people like me. And that line of thinking will definitely keep you stuck, will definitely keep you exactly where you are. And so I know you don't have the exact same story as Joanne, because nobody does, because Joanne is Joanne, right? However, I want you to see what part of her story you can relate to and begin to see yourself in so that you can see that a transformation is totally possible for you as well. You know, there isn't anything special or unique about Joanne. No, of course, we're all special and unique. But you know, she doesn't have access to some secret source of knowledge or anything. She just decided that she was done with the crappy, unhealthy relationship pattern she was in, and she decided to do something about it. It was only four years ago that she left a 10-year toxic relationship, and now she's been with her partner for a year and a half and has a baby on the way. And by the way, she wanted me to tell you this, but after we recorded, her partner proposed. So now she has a baby on the way and is also engaged. And it was only four years ago that she left her 10-year toxic relationship. So I want you to listen to the things that made the biggest impact on her transformation. And again, nothing is a silver bullet by any stretch of the imagination, and everyone will have their own experiences. But please don't underestimate what can happen for you in the next 6, 12, 24 months and beyond if you dedicate yourself to your own growth and believe that it is just as possible for you as it is for Joanne or anybody else. And with that, let's get to my conversation with her. Hi, Joanne. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, Veronica. Me too. So as I said in the intro, this is a little bit of a different episode. I'm not necessarily coaching you here, but instead you're going to share your experience because you've gone through like massive change and transformation in your life. So we're going to break all of that down. But before we get there, can you just quickly introduce yourself so that listeners know who they're listening to? Yeah, sure. I'm Joanne. I'm Australian. I'm currently living in Auckland in New Zealand with my partner, Perry. I'm going to be 38 on Monday. I'm still in the process, I think, of uh, career transitioning myself, I guess, from corporate life more into health, nutrition and the health coaching space. So I'm just studying that at the moment. That's awesome. And you're doing the same coaching program that I did probably like five years. Yes, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Yes, it's excellent. That's awesome. So we worked together, gosh, like, well, I guess we ended in the fall, but then we started, I guess, around a year ago-ish Yes. or so. So tell me a little bit about what relationships in life was like before now. (laughs) So I, well, I guess I had one really uh, main relationship in my life that was quite unhealthy. So I guess I was in a relationship for almost 10 years and... I was very unhappy in that relationship and I couldn't really, really figure out why until I ended it about, it was about four years ago now. And um, I went and got, you know, coaching from a psychologist and she basically said, look, you're in a relationship with a, and this is her take, it's not just me. She said, you know, with a narcissistic sociopath and uh, yeah, and basically my self-esteem had been single-handedly destroyed. And we did a little bit of work around some, I guess, some of what you do around well, you know, why I'd gotten into that relationship in the first place and, you know, why it had persisted for so long and, you know, why hadn't I done anything about it sooner? Because mm-hmm. I went through, I think, a phase where I punished myself for just being in it for so long. But, I mean, that is the nature, yeah, unfortunately, of those really relationships. Common. That's really common. We, we beat ourselves up and punish ourselves for staying in relationships or, you know, doing things that are quote-unquote stupid or whatever. Mm, yeah. What did, yeah. What did you learn with your psychologist? Well, I learned about the nature of that relationship and that 
you know, I guess what was happening for me and then what was happening for him and the interactions we were having in that relationship because I was, you know, trying, I would try so hard to make it work and nothing I ever did was good enough and I was always, you know, punished and he was always unhappy and he'd say, I need you to do this, you know, to, for, to be happy and then I'd do that and then he wasn't and it would be this unachievable goal. And the other thing is sort of think, okay, why did I get into that relationship? It's like, oh, okay, because then you model, I guess, your parents' relationships and you model what you learn as a child and you have things. So I did, I learned a little bit about that. I learned a lot more, I think, delving into that with you later on. Okay, so you guys broke up about four years ago and then between the time when you broke up and when and before you met me and we started working together, what was your yeah. life like? What was dating and relationships like? Well, I did the, uh, <laughs> I tried, obviously, after that relationship, I tried to going down the, you know, the casual dating path, which I wasn't in any emotional state to do that. And luckily, I realized that pretty early on. Yeah. Then I, I think I had the rebound guy, you know, for a year, where it took a lot for me to learn that I was still repeating the same, maybe not the same patterns, but uh, there's multiple, <laughs> there's multiple versions of, I guess, I don't know, unhealthy relationships out there. I don't think I'd learn how to set boundaries and I don't think I'd learn what standards I wanted for myself and my relationships and then also how to communicate that and interact with that and then also to feel okay within myself about doing that. Mm-hmm. So I think I had that, you know, I had that rebound relationship for about a year and then I decided to change my life entirely, you know, go back to, I moved to the countryside in Australia, go back to university, you know, buy my first car that I'd ever bought for myself. You know, basically a huge upheaval from corporate life in Sydney, you know, on this corporate track and climbing the corporate ladder and trying to make money and trying to afford the Sydney property market and, you know, a lot of stress and a lot of travel and I realised none of it was making me happy. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a big life change to then go and, you know, travel and then leave and then start something new. And I made the decision to be single for a year, which was actually amazing and I'd taken myself I'd I was also when I moved initially I was quite you know lonely and anxious and so I was really when I first moved I was really using the online dating as a you know a crutch for that mm-hmm. and I realized how unhealthy it was to you know basically put my happiness into the hands of complete and utter strangers who knew yeah. nothing about me and where I was from and instead of building a life that I loved for myself by myself and being happy, you know, with my own life, whether I was with somebody else or not. And I think coming to that realisation was really life-changing, you know, really life-changing for me that I could build this life that I loved and be completely happy. I still, I will say, I still didn't quite understand, I think, boundaries and interacting with, you know, men and and dating. You know, like I still had a little bit of stuff that happened, obviously, not on online dating, but in real life, that wasn't particularly fulfilling or nice or, you know, left me a bit hurt and confused. But I think I was still learning. Because I think you can only do so much learning by yourself. And then, yeah, you can only do so much by yourself. And then you need, you know, you need outside help or you need to then, you know, start having experiences with other people or with other relationships to, you know, put your theory or all the stuff that happens in your head yeah. into practice. Yeah, I'm so glad you say that because I would, you know, obviously, you know, that I focus a lot on inner child work and really just the inner work in general. And I do find that one trap sometimes my clients fall into is like, they really like doing that kind of stuff. Maybe they're more naturally introverted or they just are really in touch with their emotions or whatever. And so it's like they go a little bit too far and they're just constantly journaling or psychoanalyzing themselves. And it's like, 
those are really great habits. But at the same time, like you just got to go on a date and see if it triggers you anymore or see what comes up or whatever. And then from there, you can work through that. So I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that. One other thing that I just want to ask, I'm backing up for a yes. second, is one thing that I've noticed, and I'm just curious to hear if this is also true for you, but a lot of my clients were in a long-term relationship like you were, or were married to someone for 15, 20 years or so. And obviously that those relationships ended and you know, obviously that creates a lot of emotional stuff, but what seems to be like the breaking point is the rebound after the long relationship Uh, or the rebound after the marriage. Did you find that to be the case with you as well? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I need to create a theory about this because I see this all the time. It's like Mm. 10 year, 15, 20 year relationship can end. And obviously like that's a huge life shift, but it's like that one year relationship afterward that just really was shit hits the fan. It's not that it was just more that you kind of think to you, well, because you think, because I did a year's solid years worth of therapy, right? And then you get to the end of that, and some of that was during that relationship as well. And I got to the end of it and I thought, how can I still be dealing with somebody who, who treats me like this? Yes, it was yeah. not treating me the same way as some of the other guy, but it's like, how are we interacting like this? And also not listening to red flags as well. You think, because they're different red flags from the ones that you learn about. You know, and you're like, oh, there's actually some more. It's just such a evolution, but I think it's such a, it's like you got out of that awful time in your life because you wanted generally, you either couldn't do it anymore or you wanted something better for yourself or both. And you got out of that time and you're ready for the next stage and you're like, wait a minute, I've already done this. I've already done this. I've already put myself through a ringer of doing everything to make a relationship work and trying to deal with somebody and trying to deal with their issues and trying to deal with your issues. And it's like, it shouldn't be. I'm not saying it's uh, any relationship is easy, but it shouldn't be horrendously awful like it is that there's sort of been those rebound relationships. It's like yeah. fantastically wonderful and horrendously awful at the same time. And you think, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to mm. theory around this. Uh, I just wanted to ask. So okay, I think so it's, that, it's that groundhog day. You have this groundhog day moment mm. where you realize that, you know, yeah. you went through all of that you know, went through all of ending the awful relationship, all the healing from it, all the grieving from it, all the therapy from it, only to end up in something that might be different, but probably a different version of awful. <laughs> it's a real wake-up call. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's a bit depressing, actually, to be honest, but because yeah. um, you think I've done all this work, why am I not where I want to be? And you're like, oh, it's sort of not that there's more to do, but it's, it's just a different level of understanding. And then it's also choosing better. Mm-hmm. Early on, it's choosing better. Early on, what were some of your biggest shifts? Because now, obviously, you're in a you know you're in a oh. healthy, happy relationship. So, and we'll talk more about what's going on in your life in a minute. Mm. Um, but before we get there, what were some of the biggest shifts for you? Well, I think you do actually have to be very clear on what is acceptable to you and what's not and be willing to follow that through. I think that's the core yeah. of boundaries. And I, I think I heard you talk to Alison about that recently, saying that women, that we confuse men by setting these boundaries and then not following them. But I think the people we're actually hurting by doing that is, is ourselves. And then learning how to do that on, I guess, a little scale, you know, on everyday things, might be having the coffee, the coffee the way you want it. Might be really simple decisions that you make for yourself that you choose and then you stick to. And then that then, you know, gradually trickles down into bigger things. And if somebody does something, I think the biggest shift is, you know, learning how to stand up for myself and going, you know what, this is not okay. 
and be willing to walk away because something is not okay. Not that you should be, you know, throwing out ultimatums and all that type of thing. But once you know, then you it's actually a good thing. And the other thing I think is, well, my partner especially, I think they really respect and admire that. Like they're like, here's a woman who is sort of going to call me on my bullshit and go, you know, this is not okay. And then either they step up and they then treat you better and more seriously or they're not up for that and then they've shown you who you are and you don't want to be with somebody like that anyway. So you get a huge amount of clarity. And then I think also when you start to look at where all this comes from, I think working through it is still quite hard, but understanding that it comes from moments in your childhood, sometimes single occurrences of something happening that then created a pattern of thought and a pattern of behaviour that you've unconsciously acted out your entire life and it looks different in your adult relationship versus your child relationship. Having that understanding, I wouldn't say it's necessarily easy to deal with, but it certainly puts you on the right track to realise, like now I can go, I cannot just identify when I'm being triggered, but I can actually remember the event that triggered it and separate that from what's happening right now and go, oh, I'm reacting to you like this because this happened with, you know, with that person, whether it be childhood or in the last relationship, and then you're separating it all. And if you can explain that to your partner, then suddenly they go, what's going on? Why is she flipping out? Why is she upset about this? And you can say, oh, this has actually got nothing to do with you. And then you're not punishing them for what happened in your past either. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can take the appropriate action. And sometimes the appropriate action is having a conversation with your partner, but sometimes it's like, oh, I need to bring this to my coach or my therapist or my journal or whatever because this is my own stuff, right? So it, just, it tells you what to do. <laughs> yes, and it tells you to take a deep, I mean, for sometimes for me, the step is to take a deep breath and have some time out, like just mm-hmm. to calm down and just to allow the emotional reaction to subside just a little bit so the rational thought comes back. Yeah, you know, totally. It can be that little first step that can make a huge difference to then how it all plays out. But you get better at it. That's the thing. You get better at it. You get quicker at it. Sometimes you don't even bring it. (laughs) Sometimes your partner won't even see the emotional reaction that you're having because you can deal with it yourself. Other times you want to explain that to them so they know where it's coming from. So, okay, going back to your timeline, you moved to rural Australia and you're reinventing your life, so to speak. What happens then? (laughs) Well, I was having an absolute wonderful time (laughs) traveling, studying, working it was like you know how they I heard somebody talk recently uh they're talking about having a good day and it's like all these things falling into your lap at the same time where you you know you got offered to do this and you got an opportunity to do that and you got offered to do this and it's quite funny pretty much the one year mark to the day because I I met my partner actually just after the breakup of that initial relationship but I wasn't ready for another relationship then we were doing we weren't even in I guess we saw each other a couple of times from Sydney to New Zealand you know three it's four years ago and yeah, and then we, we, I just said, no, I'm not ready for this. And then we were just friends for a few years. And then he said, uh, this is a year and a half ago now. We were both in Sydney. We've got the same friend. We would always catch up with her while we were there. You know, he said, oh, do you want to go for a drink? And I said, yeah, sure. You know, I don't leave Sydney till Sunday. He didn't leave till Sunday. That's how we drink Saturday night. And we went and had a drink. And um, it's funny, we were actually talking about what it was like to date, you know, dating and online dating and all that type of stuff. You know, really light conversation that got a lot more serious when he started sharing about I guess more serious things in our lives and it just that intimacy and that connection I don't know it just it was like <laughs> it was just like everything shifted sort of in that moment and then I was back in Sydney a week later and then he was back in Sydney a week later and we spent you know the next weekend together and then 
I had to be back, you know, two weeks later. And so he came back two weeks later and we spent, yeah, about a week together. And then he ended up coming to Armadale from Auckland to Armadale. Like he's got to fly to Sydney and then fly to Armadale. Spent a weekend there and then we spent another week in Sydney. And yeah, we just fell, you know, we fell madly in love and we somehow managed to see each other every two to three weeks for like the next six months, which is quite incredible. I mean, a lot of it was obviously lined up with our, you know, work and study and, you know, his company would fly him to Sydney and my uni, I'd go down there for that. Yeah. And then we had an amazing time of sort of Christmas, New Year, three weeks together. And then I was going to go and just visit <laughs> Auckland. This is about when we started working together, right? Yes, because I had my first conversation like, with you. These events are sounding familiar to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I started working with you in the October when I rang up because I, when I, just as this relationship started, so I guess one month in, and I said, I, I rang, we, we had the call, and I said, I didn't know what a healthy relationship looked like. Yeah. And, and we, we dove into where that came from and where, why there was so much fear. And, and you did this on the podcast, so I'll put that on link the podcast. in the notes, yeah. Yeah, so that was amazing. And that was, and I just went, oh my gosh, I've got to, there's this next level of delving into this. I haven't done, we need to work on that. Yeah. And then six months later, I said to him, do you want me? <laughs> I was going to come visit. And then it's like, should I just move? And he said, you can achieve. I love how he said it. He's like, if you can, because he knows my ambitions and goals. He's like, if you can achieve any, everything you want to do here, he says, I'd love you to. Because he was talking about moving to Australia, but, you know, he had a lot going on with his company at the time, whereas I was studying. So I was a bit more flexible. And so I said, you know, like, but he did want to move first, so that was good. So then I said, no, I will. And then, yeah, I moved over to New Zealand one year ago yesterday. Awesome. So one celebrated year one yesterday? year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's so exciting. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Hey, women. I wanted to jump in here real quick to let you know that I've opened up the doors to the Love Incubator 2020, which is my one-on-one coaching program with a small group element. I will not be running another group until at least spring 2021. So if you're desiring deep transformation with me and your love life in a one-on-one setting, this is your best opportunity. The Love Incubator is a four-month journey and immersion for women who are ready to dig deep and to discover the art of finding love in a lasting equal partnership in their life. In the Love Incubator, you'll have one-on-one coaching calls with me each month. Plus, we'll have a monthly group check-in call where we can assess your growth and you can connect with other like-minded women who are on the same path as you. Plus, continuous in-between session support. No longer will you feel like you're alone or like you're the only crazy one. And there's so much healing just from that. So if you're ready to dig deep, grow massively, and have me hold your hand throughout the process, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator to learn more about the program and to schedule an incubator exploratory session so that we can get on the phone and chat to see if the love incubator is the right fit for you. Again, that's veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. All right, now back to the show. So what's going on with you guys now? (laughs) So we have very, this is very exciting news. news? (laughs) Any very, yeah, very big news. So yeah, it's funny, we, because I will say it wasn't easy, you know, starting a new relationship, moving countries, Anyone who's new countries will know it's a big deal. Even from Australia to New Zealand, we're quite similar in culture, but it's still a big move to leave your family and friends and life and start a new. And it took us a lot of work to get our, also just to, even though we're madly in love, it's still relationships. You still have to learn how to be together, how to, what each other's issues are, where they come from childhood, how to deal with them better as adults, how to deal with them in the context of a relationship. And there's life challenges as well, you know, losing jobs and sharing money and all that type of thing. And then, yeah, September... So sort of the end of September last year, we just had signed a lease on a to move into 
because we were sharing with um, another flatmate and it's like, no, we're moving into our own place together now that, you know, he's all settled with a new job and I'm all settled and uh, found out I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like seven months pregnant now. So we got, it's so funny, we got pregnant almost on a pretty much close, not on the anniversary weekend, but we got, I think one week later, we got pregnant after our one year anniversary of of that drink, you know, that, that casual drink that I said yes to a year ago that I almost didn't go to a year and a half ago. Oh, it's so funny how fate and destiny and all those things work. So I think you're totally right. And sometimes I'll, you know, get emails or DMs from women and they've been following my podcast for a long time, or they've been doing the date yourself challenge, you know, for however long I've been running it. And I'll get an email and they'll say, Oh my gosh, Veronica, thank you so much. I learned so much from your, you know, podcast, blah, 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 whatever. I met someone. I'm so happy. I just want to reach out to you to let you know, and I'm going to unsubscribe, but just want to let you know how appreciative I am. I'm like, okay, great. Thank you so much for sharing. But I'm like, oh, don't unsubscribe because this is like, it's like, it's not like when you get in a relationship, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like everything's all good now. Um, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I still listen to the podcast. I don't even find the podcast. I mean, I started with listening with your podcast. That's why. And that's when you said, oh, we're looking for somebody to come on. I thought, oh, yeah, great. I'll come on. I still listen to it now. I learned so much through that. And then yeah. I still listen to it now that I'm in a, you know, in a relationship and I'm, you know, pregnant. It's still incredibly relevant because it's all about you. It's not about. Yeah, totally. You know? You know, like every once in a while, I'll have something that's more specific to online dating or texting. And like, sure, that might be more dating specific. But like my goal is like everything is applicable to whatever stage you are in dating, whether you're single, not dating at all or dating or getting around an ex or in a serious relationship or whatever. So similar to my last or not last, but previous question I asked, what do you think was the biggest shift for you? Or what do you think has helped you the most as you've deepened your relationship with Perry in so many ways, like merging your lives together, your money, your resources, your day-to-day, like what's been really helpful or monumental in, in that transition? Well, I think I will call it inner child work, even if we haven't necessarily done it, uh, you know, even if we haven't necessarily done it, you know, with coaching with you. I mean, obviously I've done some, but he hasn't. But mm-hmm. I think we've had a little bit because the, um, the pregnancy put a lot of stress on the relationship initially because it, it wasn't planned. And so we did a bit of couples counselling together. And basically the crux of it was basically looking at, I guess, your family relationships as a child and how that formed your viewpoint and way of interacting with the world and then how you're bringing that into your relationship completely and utterly subconsciously today and then recognising that and then working out healthier or more grown-up ways of dealing with it within the relationship as adults. Yeah. It's... I mean, it just amazes me that this is this common theme. I'm sure I'll see this, well, maybe I'll see this more when I, when I have the baby and actually see mm-hmm. that their development. But, yeah, realising that, you know, the arguments that we were having, they were escalating because of, you know, his model of the world, which is brought from his, you know, childhood. So his technique for dealing with conflict was to withdraw and mine was to connect, to keep reaching out to, to connect because I've, I have an approach mindset and whereas he's got a... Uh, sort of disengaged, withdrawal. You know, people who've been through trauma, you know, will have that. So they're very, that's basically a perfect recipe for volcanic fireworks, <laughs> especially <laughs> if you throw in pregnancy hormones. If you've got one person approaching about something they're worried about and the other person is feeling attacked because that's their model of the world, that if anybody says to them anything about anything, completely innocuous, harmless stuff, and they can react like that. And then their coping mechanisms as well, not all always that healthy, yeah, we were just having massive fireworks and massive escalation. 
And it was so easy to fix. I think he, I had one session with the counsellor, he had one session and then we had a joint session and it was phenomenal. And that's, yeah. But I mean, coming from this, from me, from this place of understanding, and luckily he's done a lot of reading and he'd had a bit of therapy before, but coming from this place of understanding of actually having done a bit of inner child work, I still feel like I could do, you could always do more work and I'm not, I'm not one of those journaling people. I'm not one of those, I probably used to be, but anyway, not so much anymore. But just that understanding in and of itself is invaluable. 100%. I think sometimes we forget that, you know, obviously like I'm all about inner child work and that's a big part of the show. And we forget that the other person we're in a relationship with is also a human. (laughs) (laughs) They also have an inner child. (laughs) And they also have an inner child. Exactly. And sometimes it's easy to forget that whether or not like you're just like, at a place where you're texting or messaging on the apps, or if you're like actually in a relationship, it can be very easy to forget that. And I think when you were, and, and it's not that it's, you know, your job to, oh, you know, about inner child works. Now you have to teach or coach your partner because that's not a thing. Oh, definitely not. So definitely don't do that. <laughs> but I think just to have that awareness, I think can be really helpful just in creating the, the dynamic. Anyway, so I love that. I love that you said that. And I love that's what made the biggest difference because I'm just such a big believer in. And it really just creates the lens in which we see the world for better or worse. So for the women listening, and especially to the ones who, you know, really love the show and and tune in most weeks and maybe feel like, I don't know, should I take the next step with Veronica or another coach? Maybe they're talking to or is inner child work for me? Like, will it really make a difference in my life? Is love even possible for me? What would you want to say to that woman? I'll say definitely <laughs> yes and yes. I'll say why, but I just, uh, it's funny, I want to talk, you just reminded me. So I, just before I got together with Perry, you know, I was like 36 and a half and I remember hearing Amal Clooney saying that she felt that she was going to be, was it, you know, grow old and single with, you know, cats. And this is at 36 as well, right? And so she was feeling the same way and she's about to meet George Clooney. And I was making peace, get this, I was going through this process of making peace that I thought maybe, you know, maybe I will never, this will never happen for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe I'll never have kids in my life, you know, because I'm getting older. If the relationship doesn't work out, you know, if, if I don't end up in another relationship and it's not with the person, you know, it may not happen. And so I was making peace with having kids. And then instead I'm living in New Zealand and I'm <laughs> seven months pregnant. So it's one of those things where, yes, it most definitely, you know, can happen. And I think the thing, uh, you know, is love even possible? The answer is yes. But I think two keys to that. I found that creating a life that I loved for myself was to be in that, you know, sort of to go through the growth that you have to be in to, to do that and not be looking for, you know, not be looking for validation and happiness and whatever outside yourself. That's massive. I think creating a life you love is an imperative, you know, thing to start with. And the other thing is you don't need to do it all by yourself. Like you often, often people, you know, kind of struggle, struggle, struggle. You don't need to struggle for years with this stuff. You don't need to figure it all out by yourself. You can talk to somebody and get it over and done with. You know, you can make massive progress in one session. Yeah. You know, often often if you can do more work and more sessions and build on it, yeah, completely. But like you just see like people who know how to help other people do such a good job and it makes such a difference. I think you'd be crazy not to try it. Yeah. Because the success stories are, are you know, they're there for a reason. I'm not saying it's not easy and it's definitely not fun necessarily digging up all the old wounds from the past and <laughs> I guess making yourself okay with them, but the payoff is worth it. Yeah. Hugely. Yeah. And yeah, so I'll say you don't need to do it alone, don't need to struggle forever. You know, people are there to help, are there to help for a reason. And yeah. you know, the results definitely yeah. speak for themselves. 
I think that's a big thing. And I think that's, I mean, I know for me, it's like, oh, I should have figured this out by myself. Um, or, you know, not necessarily in relationships, but just like in any other area of my life where I'm feeling like I'm yeah. feeling a little stagnant or feeling stuck or this area of my life's really hard. Because I think in the modern day feminist movement, like we do pride ourselves on being independent, but I think there's a fault to that to an extent, right? And it's like, yeah, no one's saying you should go find a man and like, you know, be dependent on him financially, emotionally, and all the things like, but I do think that interdependence is probably the better goal than Mm. independence because we do need each other. And, you know, I talk to so many women, clients, people, my DMs, all this stuff, and everyone thinks that they're the only one or that they're unique and they are unique. Everyone's their own special snowflake, but they're not unique in the sense that like these problems, like they're very, very solvable. By and they're uni- I mean, they're universal and universal. Yeah, they're universal. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I just, I just think that's, it's so true. Mm. It's like we just have to get over ourselves and our ego or whatever and just say, I need help. Somebody help me, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm glad I think that's what I figured out. Um, I still figured this out, I don't know, three, four, five years ago. Not, I mean, not that recently, to be honest, but it was like, I realized that you can't be an expert in everything. Yeah. You can't teach yourself or learn everything. Like there are people who've studied like doctors and psychologists and counsellors and health coaches and personal trainers and osteopaths or, you know, whatever, whoever is a specialist in their field have taken years and years and years and years of time to get there. And I, I found that like it's like, oh, if anything's wrong, just get somebody to help you with it. It's so much easier and quicker way to get to an outcome. You know, if you struggle, you know, with your fitness, get a personal trainer you know, if you don't know how to train or you don't know what works for you or da-da-da-da. And same thing if you're struggling financially, you know, go and see a, a financial advisor or, or a budgeting counsellor or something like that. Or if you're struggling in, in your relationships, go see somebody who, you know, who does this. And um, it just means you get results. I remember what my psychologist said to me when I didn't really want to, I wanted to drop back my sessions, you know, this is after that relationship. And she said, look, she said, you'll go so much deeper and so much faster if you commit to this, you know, just for a bit longer, like commit to coming, you know, weekly just for a bit longer, um, you'll go so much deeper and so much faster. Because I think also with that I'd had a, you know, you kind of get this kind of you start to feel good again and you think you're all done. <laughs> and then you, it's a bit of a roller coaster. You then sort of peel back the next layer of stuff you've got to go through. And so you do need that support. But going quicker and deeper and getting better results with help it's probably been one of the life-changing things. I wish I'd done it when I was 20, not at 35. Oh, same here. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing your insight and your story. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you're like, I want everyone to know this? Anything? I think being uh, open and then also being vulnerable is, you know, was key for making this all happen. And I think a lot of people date from a place where they're not in they're not like that because and I don't blame them because they're hurt and they've had bad experiences and they don't have boundaries so you know it's almost bound to happen but for me being open to you know making you know making that effort to go that drink like I was I was in the I was outside of Sydney at my auntie's 70th and I was going I was still going back you know that night because I had an early morning flight to catch the next day my family like oh just stay just drive from here and I thought oh no oh no I don't want to let Perry down I don't want to be a flake. You know, I, I want to go and have this drink, even if it's nine, it was 9 p.m. at night by the time I got back to Sydney after an hour's driving. Yeah, but I was open, you know, I was open to it. And then also that being vulnerable, like he had shared, he shared with me that his father had passed away, you know, three weeks prior. 
it's quite, you know, heavy thing to share with somebody that, you, I mean, we've been friends for years, but we hadn't, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and for me then being vulnerable and then him being vulnerable to go, well, last time, you know, I tried to date her and she basically said to me, no, nah, I'm not ready. And, you know, not that I broke his heart, but, you know, he said to me after a week or two, he said, what's different this time? And I said, I'm ready this time. Mm. So doing yeah. that work to be open and vulnerable but healthily ready and then having those boundaries and say, this is not okay when you do this. And you're risking, you know, throwing away this new relationship that you've got. But if something's really not okay, you, you have to say that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, and because you might have misunderstood it for one. And then two, they're like, I would never, you know, want to make you feel like that. I didn't realise me doing that made you feel like that. I don't want that to happen. So, yeah, it's like it all builds on each other. It's a nice combination yeah. of things. Totally. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and for for sharing this. I'm so appreciative of you and I adore you so much. And <laughs> I'm so glad we got to meet in person as well as well. So if anybody, oh, if you yeah. get a chance to meet Veronica, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on it. we did. I, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. I'll put the, I'll put a picture on the show notes as well, but yeah, yeah. we met in San Francisco right around the power outages because of all the fires. So I'm pretty sure I like ah. came into the city and we were in the cafe and I was like, there are lights on. This is <laughs> yeah. You'd had no power for days. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so glad we got to meet there before we went to the East Coast. It was so fun. If you're desiring deep transformation and growth with me, now is your time. I've opened up the doors to the Love Incubator 2020, which is my one-on-one coaching program with a small group element. I will not be running another group until at least spring 2021. So if you're desiring deep transformation with me in your love life in a one-on-one setting, this is your opportunity. If this is you, I would love to support you inside the Love Incubator container, which includes private and group coaching, plus a private WhatsApp group for support around the clock. So if you're ready to dig deep, grow massively, and have me hold your hand and hold you accountable throughout the process, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator to learn more about the program and to schedule an incubator exploratory call so that we can hop on the phone and together determine if it's the next right step for you. Again, that's veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.